Daily Dribble. And welcome back to the Daily Dribble podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet. The band is officially back together on this week's show. Joining me is Mr. Len Hancock. How's it going, guys? And Mr. Roe Hancock. How are we going, guys? Fellas, what a week to return. Christ. I tell you what, I cannot remember a more action-packed week. I've actually struggled, legitimately struggled to keep up this week. There's just been so much going on. If it's not trades, it's records being broken, it's controversy, it's just crazy. Like if, if, if you are one of my many followers on LinkedIn, your um, many, followers. many followers on LinkedIn, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Oh, no, um, you you might've seen a couple of posts I put up during the week and one of them was the fact that this week, if you're a basketball fan, it's, a fi- it's essentially been our Christmas. Yeah, it has been. With the way sure. the NBL is going, Roy, repping the, uh, the Tassie Jack jumpers there after a phenomenal win last night in the playing mm. game, uh, thus securing their spot in the semifinal. And the NBA trade deadline, it has been just absolute pandemonium. Real and we quick, love it. Real quick, who's your most famous friend on uh, LinkedIn? Oh, here uh, we go. He's going to big note some people here. Oh, well, well, not my most famous friend, but I was just telling Ro, I did get a like uh, yeah. on one of my posts during the week from Josh Adams, former Jack oh, Jumpers good. player. Josh, yeah. Um, but no, I've got many heavy hitters got, um, on my LinkedIn. The Jack Jumpers. Own uh, GM, right? Yep, yep. The uh, CEO there, Simon yep. Brookhouse, yep. Uh, Larry Kesselman, owner of the league. Uh, I've got I have plenty of heavy hitters, mate. Don't while, worry. While we're speaking I... about you, Nick, credit to you for your pod last week. Enjoyed that one. It was a lot, good, actually. Nick, actually. <laughs> really for good. like a solo pod, you, you did a good job. Did all right there. Oh, a lot, a lot of points. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Oh, Five stars. The the uh, I'm the voice of the people, the voice of the voiceless. But uh, nevertheless, <laughs> fellas, hey. Massive episode. Yeah, Before so we get into it, though, a quick shout out to both Stadium stadium Scene and the cover. I'm rushing through it. My excitement is just exuding calm at down, the moment. Calm down. Stadium um, Scene and the sun's straight for KD. Stadium <laughs> Scene and the cover, those two entities, as I say, week in and week out, doing tremendous things for not only us, but other content creators out there. Um, we can't thank them enough for continuing to support us, not only here in Australia, but also abroad in the US and Canada. Mm. Um, certainly very appreciative for all their continued hard work and support of, of us here at the Daily Dribble. Much yes, appreciated. Uh, fellas, let's push on into some very, very quick odds and ends. We'll rip through them, then we'll get into all, we'll just dissect all the trade news coming out of the trade deadline mm. because it has been fast and furious to say the least. Tokyo Drift. <laughs> let's get it. Odds and ends. Uh, just quickly, Steph Curry set to miss multiple weeks after suffering a leg injury the other day. Due to that, looks set to miss All-Star Weekend. Mm. A big blow for the Warriors, especially, you know, I'll touch on it a little more shortly, but given the way the West teams are certainly, you know, mm. they've made changes here, um, cl- climbing up the standings. The Warriors have kind of remained pretty similar. A couple mm. of a couple of moves yep. around the edges, but losing their marquee man in Steph Curry. Again. Ag- again, exactly. Mm. Certainly going to, uh, it's going to be of quite detrimental impact, I think. Well, that- when it's such a log jam as it is, you can't afford to be losing these guys who can keep you in contention. And yep. Steph Curry, as we know, on his day, is an MVP caliber type player for that Golden State Warriors team. And to have him go down at this point of the season, it's really not ideal for them. Lee, can they, you know, we've seen like the other day, Clay had a massive game, Jordan Poole, Wiggins, Draymond Green, they've got pieces there. Just getting Gary Payton back the other day, or mm. today it might have been. Mm. Um, is there enough to keep them afloat in a very congested West? How, how long did you say he's out for? Well, it it's, looks multiple weeks. So it'll be after the All-Star weekend, a couple of games to go before then. And where are they sitting? Oh, they are currently sitting. They're in that logjam there in the West at the moment. They're currently sitting in uh, ninth position. Uh, they're a game up on Portland at the moment, a game mm. and a half on the Jazz and OKC. So a little bit of breathing room. I'm gonna say you can you can never count the Warriors out. This is a massive blow for them, and it does hurt. They ha- do have the players that can step up on each given night with Curry out. But... Well, I guess, and I'll pose it this way to you: is a pass mark for them without Curry yeah. playing 500 ball? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For Euro, I you think, think that's, so. That's. I think it has to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I think they just have to keep their head above water while Steph Curry's out. And if they can do that, then I have complete faith in them come the pointy end of the season. And, bro, what did George Michael once say? Got to have faith, Nick. Amen to that, brother. Um, moving ahead to the Beantown boys. The Brook- uh, My boys. Oh, say the, Brook- nah. the Boston <laughs> Celtics, Jalen Brown, has suffered a facial fracture and will likely miss quite some extensive time. Mm. Uh, there's quite a few facial fractures going around across the NBA and NBL at the minute there, there with Josh, Josh yeah. Majette. Yeah, as well being struck down. 
Again, another player likely to miss All Star Weekend. Again, Austin, they've built quite a you know, it's Milwaukee are catching up to them, mm. but they're mm. quite sitting pretty at the moment, comfortable in, yep. in the East. Mm. Um, do you think this will have any bearing on their season going forward, or is it really just kind of treading water? They're in a good position. The roster looks good, and just kind of waiting for the playoffs at the moment. I think. I think the really good thing about this Boston squad that we have at the moment is it's very much a next man up mentality, and I know we use that phrase a lot. We do when it comes to you know great players being out injured, but Boston are certainly one of these teams where that is the case, and particularly this year with the added depth that we've acquired over the off season, it's even more apparent that like there's going to be guys who are willing to step up. We saw it the other day with with Malcolm Brogdon stepping up, you know Mr. Grant President Williams, Lee. yes, yeah, the yeah. Mister President, um, yeah. even Hauser has. Mm. A, been quite mm. handy off the bench as well so um it's going to hurt no doubt losing a guy like that but I, I think at the end of the day we've got the guys to step up in his absence and yeah hopefully at the very least we can keep our head above water as weird as this sounds a facial fracture in the nba is probably preferred over a leg injury or oh, a wrist injury 100%. an arm injury a finger injury even you're not That's, shooting with your face are exactly you? You, mm. you, when you have one of those other injuries that i've mentioned you need to kind of integrate yourself back in and yeah train your legs train your arms back up you don't need to train your face back up just wait till your face feels better and jay, jay brown will be right you ever just just quickly on that and i was thinking of this yesterday have you guys ever tried you can get those they're almost like almost kind of really thick rubber bands that you can use to for your um your jaw muscles. Uh, I've got to sharpen the old jaw. Sharpen the jawline. Have you seen them? I've seen it. They're bullshit. They you, don't. You've not used them. <laughs> they would not work. There's something that's like advertised on those infomercials, and if you call up now, you get oh, five for free. Don't, like, I'm just, a they don't work. I tell you what, they are going to be my undoing in the next five, 10, 20 years. Are you a sucker for the infomercials? Mate, I love them. It's like buy this one now in the next twenty minutes, get one free. <laughs> hey, wait, there's more. We'll throw in another five hundred dollars worth of bonuses. Hey. Uh, you had me at hello. <laughs> I'm there. I love it. I love it. And it's uh, it's certainly going to put a pretty big dent in the bank balance over the next decade or two. But, um, Please don't tell me you have one of those jaw line creators. Uh, I don't. You don't. Okay. That being I'm said, anyone out there who does use them, I'd love to hear of your successes with it. Have they worked? And, uh, have they not? There you go. There you go. How'd I get into that? I can't remember. That's it. Face injury. Nevertheless, we'll push on with odds and ends. Just quickly, Dwight Howard has been named to the first ever Taiwanese uh, All-Star game, and he will also suit up in the three-point contest. (laughs) Now, Dwight doing big things over there in China at the minute, Taiwan, doing big, big things. I want to pose this question because I I think I've asked it before. Mm -hmm. Ask it again. Could he still do a number? In the league, in the NBA, could he still put in a really solid shift? Not a solid shift, but he could put in a shift better than some of these other guys that are that have a. Who, who would you have him over, Lee? Just off off the scone, Kevin Knox. Kevin <laughs> Knoxie. <laughs> that's like as soon as I think of bad NBA players, that's who comes to mind. Shout out Kevin Knox. I don't think we've shouted him out at all. Fortnite, of course. Dude. To be honest, over the history of the Daily Dribble podcast, I don't think Kevin Knox has <laughs> probably ever been mentioned no. before. And. Probably warranted as well for him not to be getting mentioned, but a first time for everything. Yeah, um, yeah. I think he's certainly yeah. got um, the capability to play at NBA level. There's certainly worse players out there. And what's this about him in the three point contest? This I love is it. a bit of this. Oh, I love this it. This is just fun, isn't it? Like, oh, I love he it. He doesn't need to. He he could go zero for twenty in that. But he's been knocking them down over there. He like, has that's been the thing, with pretty good consistency. Maybe it's just the lack of pressure. Maybe he yeah. feels a lot more freedom than he did in the NBA, and mm. he's just playing. Um, you know, free, happily free and freely, yeah. Good on you, Dwight. I'm all for it, mate. Keep you just keep bowling over there. I love a happy great Dwight. exposure. I, yeah, we all love a happy Dwight, don't we? Yes. The last point I've got here from odds and ends, and it's probably the biggest point. Records are made to be broken, oh. and no record probably bigger than the all-time leading scorer in NBA history this week. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar held the record from 1984 to 2023. A phenomenal, phenomenal in stretch there for Cap. 39 years, holding the record. 38,397 points is the record no more. LeBron against OKC the other day, uh, 36 points across three quarters there. Phenomenal. The little uh, mid-range step back to ice it, officially becoming the league's all-time leading scorer. What a phenomenal, phenomenal moment. Nick, I was wondering when this sound would come into play and 
It's nothing but applause. Yeah. Nothing but applause. Nothing but applause for no, the king. I, I, uh, I wouldn't say I was close. When it, like I was watching it live, and it, it wasn't kind of tears moment for me. Um, but it was quite a spectacle and just quite a historic moment. It, it was oh. similar, like when Steph Curry broke the all time threes. It kind of felt like this, that, and then some. Yeah. Um, did Did you happen to say it lately? I saw it. I didn't watch it. Um, and all for it, but it. No, to be don't, honest, don't, don't say it. If you've got anything negative to say, I don't I, want to hear I it. I do, but it's not towards LeBron. What is it then? He, this guy kind of dampened the moment. AD, he was sitting down. Oh, yeah. Oh, he yeah, was so. sitting was down going on there? while LeBron was breaking the scoring record. It comes off as just very petty. Sulky. Yeah, very I, jealous. I uh, Do we I have any that. theories as to why that may have been? I'm thinking just partly as well, We've, and we'll get into it momentarily, mm. the fact that Russ was moved on. Probably quite a few internal issues going on. Okay. And I know during yep. that game, um, Russ and Darvin Ham had quite yeah. a heated conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, probably quite a bit of locker turmoil, especially given the fact of their their standings, positionings, probably a bit of a build-up. I had, the, um, I had a theory that LeBron had, like, I think AD had 13 points. Maybe LeBron wasn't playmaking as much. Nah, to break, he had a shocker. Break AD the, had a shocker. Yeah, I know. But, like, LeBron wasn't playmaking as much. Because he wanted to get the scoring record, which is fine. One game, I get it. But Send it. you are uh, you asked why was yeah. AD sitting down? That's my theory. At least, still big, very petty. Like, baby. come on, big baby. I didn't like it. Did you see all the phones out? Yeah, the only guy yeah. who didn't have his, his phone yeah, out, Phil Knight. Um, if you ever want a book recommendation, incredible read. Uh, Shoe Dog, mm, the the kind Nike. of the, the startup of of Nike. Phil yep. Knight, there. Um, how it came to life. I digress, but um, I tell you who didn't have their phone out as well. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. We were talking about this before the pod, Nick. How about his face when LeBron took the record? Like, I know he's, what, 75 years of age, but when that bucket uh, went through, he looked the furthest thing from pleased I've ever seen. It was was really well done, I thought, the way they did it. The handing over of the bowl, the handing of the torch there. Um, Again, you know, I think the last probably four or five weeks we've mentioned LeBron at one point or another in odds and ends or whatever the case may Mm. be. But the records continue to fall, and this one being the biggest of them all, there is not enough superlatives to describe how great LeBron is. Mm. Whether you love him or hate him, you've got to appreciate greatness. And I think, you know, it, it's a shame. It's the same when, you know, famous people pass away or mm. athletes when they retire. It's not until then that we truly appreciate them. But mm-hmm. this, you know, like we spoke before we came on here, Ro, about people calling it the longevity award or whatever the case may be. That's yeah. not like no. he is the greatest scorer record. the league has ever seen. He's one of the greatest facilitators the league's ever seen, arguably the greatest player ever seen. That That's another great point. Like, could you imagine how many points he would currently be on if he wasn't such a good facilitator as well? Oh, and mm. to be honest, LeBron has probably, he's probably a pass first guard and that's ridiculous Fourth to say. Fourth all time. Fourth all time Fourth in assists. Time in assists. To be the leading the leading scorer ever and be even top five in let alone top four in assists. Yep. And the fact is he's gonna piss this in. Like he's yes. gonna break forty thousand very, very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again we, we kind of ask the question, will this is this a record that'll ever be broken? Mm-hmm. And I don't know in this day and age. But people you, said that when Kareem yeah, broke hundred percent, but the way that people injuries now, load mm-hmm. management, um, it's often, you know, we it's, it's a team game for the most part. Yep. Like so, there's still superstars undoubtedly, but which superstar now is going to play 20 plus years at the highest level? That's you know? the, that is the exactly right thing to say, because the thing is like guys could score 30 points a game every year for seven years straight, just say eight years yeah. straight. But the fact of the matter is LeBron's been doing this for 20 years. Mm-hmm. So I think it's all going to come down to who can score that heavily and at that volume, but also stick around for as long as LeBron has and well, players. Lucas said the other day, yeah. uh, he's only a couple of years into his career and he's already kind yeah. of plotted an early retirement. Yeah, yeah. So Who's going to do it? I, I, At this point in time, I can't see anybody. Oh, um, what about Josh Giddy? No, absolutely. <laughs> he's, I'm no, fine. Oh, absolutely not. Tried but, to fit it in there. Um, <laughs> a phenomenal, phenomenal milestone. And I think before we move on, one that the whole – you know, league, fans, everybody involved with mm. basketball needs to appreciate. Absolutely, um, yep. Again, probably the the magnitude of it probably hasn't quite set in yet. But when you look in the history books and the all-time leading scorer, LeBron James, uh, enough said, incredible, incredible moment as well and in seeing his family, 
Um, all the players there, his wife, Cap there, uh, passing, passing of the torch, the video montage, really, mm. really well done. Really well done. Yep. Beautiful lads. Let's get to the main event. The Daily Dribble. As we said, the trade deadline this week, there's never ebbs and flows. It's kind of a tsunami. Like it it is, hits yep. you like a ton of bricks, and that has been the case this week. It's been incredible the rate at which these trades have come. Um, so our kind of plan is we're going to rip through some of these smaller ones pretty quickly. I'll rattle through the ins and outs of them. We can touch on whichever ones we want, gloss over which ones we want to as well. It's our um, podcast. We'll do what we want. Yeah, I'm not afraid of anyone. <laughs> Put them up. I don't care. Um, but then we'll discuss some of these bigger ones a little yes, more in depthly. Yeah. And guys, as always, had some great, great messages, conversations during the week from you guys out there, giving your thoughts on these trades. So, you know, as always, let us know what you think of our analysis on them. Give us your thoughts. We would love to hear us hear it all. Mm-hmm. Hit us up: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, LinkedIn. All of them for it, willing and active to engage with you guys at every possible opportunity. So be sure to keep it coming. We certainly appreciate it. Let's start quickly. The Kings receiving Kessler Edwards. The Nets receive $8 million of relief as they save on salary and luxury tax. Lads, anything you want to say on this one or we can skip by? Skip. Yep. Beautiful. I would have thought so. Next trade, the Spurs receive Dwayne Dedman and a second round pick. The Heat clear, cap, uh, clear salary cap space on this one, just under $5 million. Again, I, th- I think a good move for the Spurs. The fact is they'll waive Deadman. Mm. Another another second round pick there just to build their asset chest, um, as we'll speak about probably a little more shortly soon. It really is the Spurs and namely the Jazz and OKC mm-hmm. over the next decade who are going to run rampant mm. over this league just mm. with the abundance of assets they have. Um, but a, a good move, I think, for the Spurs. Anything from you, fellas? It's not no. really moving the needle, but no, yes, I do. That, that is, this, yep. on a, is this Dwayne Dedman out of the league? Oh. Not that I, it doesn't really matter, but is it the end of, for oh. his sake, is it the end of his career? No, I think he'll get picked up. You reckon? For, what's it, $4.5 million. I think a team will just get him purely for veteran, like a, yeah. a kind of a tertiary big man, a bit of veteran leadership. He's very um, low risk, isn't he? Very low risk. So I think he'll, uh, he'll, he'll find somewhere. Mm. Yeah, he's um, not a dead man just yet. Oh, Very low hanging fruit. <laughs> it, it gets a little chuckle, not a laugh. Just once, I want to get a laugh out it's of it. It's a Lee. nose exhale. Yeah, it, it, it takes it Lee takes something big. Just... Leave, leave the barometer of a good joke. No, like it takes a... an absolute howler to get even <laughs> like a tiny bit yeah. of a smirk out of Lee. And you know what I love when you do get one, you know it's genuine. You, you know, know it's like, oh, yeah, you know exactly. you've said something pretty bloody funny. I feel Lee like goes out of his way to not laugh oh, sometimes. <laughs> Well, Ro, let's see if we can move your needle with <laughs> yes. interpret that how you want. This one might interpret it in different ways, Okay, uh, your needle. Uh, the Knicks receive Josh Hart. The Blazers receive Cam Reddish and a protected first-round pick. But this one, I found it quite stiff, the fact that uh, oh, Josh Hart found out as he was warming up for the Blazers. <laughs> oh, like, he's, he's warming up. He's putting in work, getting ready for a, a big game there, and he's, he's found out he's uh, been traded to New York. It's better than when Harrison Barnes found out mid-game. That was wild. That was a bit harsh. That was wild. But but on this one, what do you think the Knicks – do you think this is a handy pickup? Cam Reddish wasn't really seen much game time. No. Um, it's a protected future first round, so – We'll see how that one plays out. But uh, do you like Josh Hart heading to the Knicks? I think he's one of these guys, isn't he, though? Like, in my opinion, who I think is quite underrated. Like, he does everything that he needs to do for for his team. And do I think it's a great fit? I'm, I'm not sure just yet. But, um, yeah, I again, this this isn't one that really caught my attention. That's not moving too much. your needle, man. I'm not really, to be honest oh. with you. I don't think Josh Hart's going to, you know, turn the Knicks into any sort of like championship contenders or anything like that. Mm. Um, but I still think it's a, a handy addition. Hard man to please lead. Does this move your needle? Moves the needle, not in the um, in the fact that, that he won't bring them a championship like Roe was saying, but he'll definitely help them win more games. They needed a wing, seeing that they weren't playing Cam Reddish. Um, he's a great small, small rebounder. Um, yeah, he just can't shoot very well. But um... I, I find it, my opinion of him fluctuates quite a lot mm. between being really overrated or really underrated, mm. and it's kind of almost a week by week analysis on him. <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, we'll push on then. The Raptors have received Jakob Purtle, mm. 
the Spurs received Ken Birch, a protected 2024 first-round pick and two future second-round picks. Mm. Thus, with this, Hurdle returns to Toronto after being involved in that Kawhi Leonard trade, um, averaging 12 points, nine rebounds this season. Again, I, I think it certainly helps the Raptors. Purtle, again, might be getting into the slightly overrated territory, I think. But I think for this package, it was quite uh, probably fair. Um, probably could have got away with giving one mm. one second round pick, one first round, one second round. But Might have been one too many. Nevertheless, I think a, a handy pick up for the Raptors. This did move my needle a tiny bit, to be perfectly honest with you. I think when you're getting a, near on like a 10 and 10 player, or 12 and 9, as you were saying, Nick, I think he's got something to offer f- for the Toronto Raptors. So I think you'll take that. And I don't think he really lined up with where the... Where the, where the Spurs, Spurs were at, to no. be perfectly honest. So I, I'm liking that one. They're in full Wemby stakes. Lee, anything <laughs> yep. you wanted to add on this one or not so much? Not really. If, if, if we had talking about the Raptors now, I'm underwhelmed with <laughs> their their um trading. I think with... we were saying this before the pod, weren't we, Nick? We did. Nothing mm-hmm. on OG, nothing on Fred, nothing on some of these heavy hitters that certainly could have been moved. But yeah. uh... They were the team that had all the assets to move. Everyone was up for grabs and they... Mate, they didn't trade any of them. No. I'm with it. It's just lazy and it's complacent. Yeah. Mm. And yep. it's just a little bit – it's just a little bit – It's disheartening if you're a Raptors fan. I yeah, think, it is. Because, you know, the future – and we said this off air, bro. The mm. future is just where it is. Like, mm. you're, you're going to be a playing team at best. Mm. Um, you know, they're, they're just not moving. They're just treading water. And it's yeah. a horrible place to be in the NBA. You, you want don't want to be, be rebuilding there. or you want to be contending and – uh, they're doing neither at the moment. Yep. Let's move ahead. Boston received the big Muz, Mike Muscala. I love this. And the Thunder received Justin Jackson and two second round picks, thus adding to their just abundance of assets in the uh, in the draft category. It's just mm. overwhelming how many picks they have. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's off the dial. But uh, Boston received Muscala, a big, can shoot the three ball. Yep. Um, you know, did, did this tickle your fancy role as a really, resident Beantown boy fan? It actually did, to be honest with you. Like Mike Muscala, let's be honest, he's not a household name. We know that. But I think at the end of the day, he's just that at the moment, the Boston Celtics just need these handy little pieces that can contribute to hopefully a championship run in my eyes. So, and I think Mike Muscala, a guy who can hit the three when he needs to, he's got the length. He's a so it can be a difficult matchup given the fact that he's got a bit of length and he can shoot the three ball depending on who he's up against. So well, does, I actually like this. Does he then? And I'll pose it to you as well, Lee. If you were kind of Joe Mazzulla there, does he see more game time? Do you reckon over or under than Blake Griffin? Oh, well, what come playoff times or regular season? Pick your poison. I well, think I think I'll, he's I'll getting say, more to be honest. Yeah, well, I'll say regular season just purely for the fact the rotational short considerably mm. in the playoffs. Mm. Um, I, I think over as well, mm. just because mm. of his versatility to to stretch the floor a little more so and open that lane for Tatum and Brown and, and those aggressive players. We're saying this and they'll both probably only get like five minutes come playoffs time, so it's <laughs> not really one. Well, you want to play, yeah, you do want to play your starters come playoffs, but I think, in, yeah, I think he's just a bit more multifaceted than Blake Griffin. But younger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Imagine us going back 10 years and saying, who would you rather, Blake Griffin or Mike Muscala on your oh, team? Sad. That yeah. is sad, isn't it? What a Bring fall back from Lock City clips. Amen. Uh, we'll push ahead. The Nuggets received Thomas Bryant. Mm. The Lakers received Davon Reed and three second-round picks. I actually I thought Thomas Bryant gave some really valuable minutes this year in an otherwise pretty bleak season. Yes. I thought he had some really good games. Mm. Um, Especially when AD was out, he was Blake, stepping up. And, yeah. he, and he he really wanted to, it felt like he really wanted to raise some eyebrows. And in particular, maybe LeBron saying that he was on LeBron's team. But mm. 100%. Came over from the Wizards. I thought certainly earned a spot, earned his minutes. Uh, I think for the Nuggets, a handy pickup there. Um, just bolstering their their backup depth, their bench depth there. Good to get three second round picks back for the Lakers. Again, we know they, they more often than not don't draft players. They're simply a sign on free agency um, and sign the biggest names possible. Mm, so yep. we'll see what that gets turned into in the future. But again, just handy given their lack of assets, um, slowly trying to build it back mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. We'll move ahead. Portland receive Matisse Thibel. Mm. The 76ers receive Jalen McDaniels and two second-round picks, and the Hornets receive Svee Mihailuk and two second-round picks. Now, the, I guess the big piece of this being Portland receiving Thibel, 
Yeah. Um, a good pickup for the Blazers, do you fellas think? Well, the thing is, like, I think for a fair while now we've been talking about Matisse Thibault as a guy who probably needs a change of scenery. His time in, I feel like his time in Philadelphia had long expired. Mm. I think he probably should yeah. have been dealt a long time ago. Um, but if he can get anywhere back to anywhere near the um, level he was playing at when he was at depoy level, I think that's an absolute steal yeah. um, for Portland. And it makes a little more sense, and we'll touch on it shortly, mm. the fact that Gary Trent's now gone. Yeah. Uh, he kind of kind of feels that feels fits that in role, well, doesn't he? Doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, and Josh Hart was an above-level defender as well, 100%. so it feels that yep. role. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. For the uh, the Hornets, Lee, a bit of Hornets talk, mate. Are you happy getting the speed, Mihailuk? No. No, not giving up Jalen McDaniels. I'm a fan of Jalen McDaniels. I don't know why we got rid of him for Mihailuk. Yeah, don't know it's... why we took part in this trade. Yeah, look, Mihailuk's not the not the kind of guy you're going to be switching on Hornets games to watch, are you? I tell you what, I, 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 I can't talk given where the Lakers are, but I feel like watching the Hornets basketball at the minute would be tough. Yeah. Tough watch, yeah. isn't tough it? Tough, Lee? It is. Yeah. All right. Well, let's push ahead. We might. I might gloss over... Not do it quite in sequential order. We'll keep going with the smaller trades and we'll mm. end with the bigger ones. Yes. Um, but the Nets received two second-round picks. The Pacers receive George Hill, Serge Barker, Jordan Nora, and three second-round picks. And the Bucks receive Jay Crowder after being dealt in mm-hmm. the Kevin Durant trade. So um, they're from Brooklyn. So, yeah, the Bucks receive Jay Crowder. They get the guy that they, they kind of wanted. But I, th- I think this is quite a hefty price yeah. to pay for a guy who has not played all season. Mm. Um, Agree, actually. It has to be to so. create some cap space or something, getting rid of all of these guys, right? George Hill, Serge Barker, Jordan Nora, and three second-round picks. La- on last week's show, I actually mentioned this as a proposed trade. Mm. Yeah, I remember. Um, and that was without the three second-round picks. And I said at that overs. point in time, overs. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Um, the fact that there's also three second round picks attached to this is well and truly overs. Mm. When did for a Jay... guy that hasn't played for what over a year? I don't know. You're crazy. When did his value go so high? I'm, I'm, I'm confused about this one, really. Like, I'm not too sure. And it's uh, he's been sitting on the pine for God knows how long. Like splinters how... in the arse, you reckon? Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. And he's Need come a up steel bench, not not the wooden. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. I'll tell you what I like with this one though, George Hill. Like? George Hill homecoming. George, it's a bit of nostalgia him going back to the Indiana Pacers. Serge Barker, I keep sometimes I forget he's in the league. To be I honest do too. with you, mm. like he's just he's nowhere near influential as he once was. But I'll still take him in a trade package, particularly when that's all you're giving up. They're gonna have to, they're gonna have to do some roster alterations here. Their roster is very very deep. Like oh, the, the Pacers, yeah. You know they've they've just added three three more players, depth players, yeah. Like, their roster is exceeding the limit. It is. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see who gets put on a two-way, who gets sent down to the G League, what the case might be there, if anyone gets waived or let mm. go. Um, but, yeah, a lot, a lot of players out there in Indiana for Rick Carl, Carlisle to work with. Mm. We'll push on, lads. The Clippers receive Bones Highland. Mm. The Nuggets receive two second-round picks. What do we recommend? Was this, this unders? One? I, I'm high on Bones. I know he's a bit um, inconsistent. Bit erratic. Some, sometimes. But, but he's so young as well. Yeah. So you have to take that into account. He's got that account. room to grow. He went to the Clippers. I like it. For I a like it too. Point guard. Yeah. yeah. I, I, what happened with John Wall? Uh, well, you just you just told your little uh, your little thoughts there for a couple of months. I actually don't know. I heard something happen. Well, but... he's oh. uh, he's been sent to the Rockets. What? Again. Are you serious? A little, Back to the Rockets he goes. A little Rockets homecoming there. Um. But if we will uh, I'll talk about Bones if you want. Yeah, well, actually, I don't have that John Wall one in my actual notes. So I might have <laughs> let that one go. But John yes. Wall is back to the uh, back to the serious? Rockets there. No doubt he'll get bored out or something. He won't be <sighs> staying there. So or he'll sad. get chased out of town, one of he'll the other. Get chased after out. those comments. Very quickly. But, yeah, I agree. For, for the Clippers getting Highland there, um, a young guy just with an abundance of confidence can shoot the three ball, uh, certainly room to grow into there. Mm. I think, again, with the fact that they've got Terrence Mann there, a couple of these other players, there's a little bit of a crossover. Yep. Um, so, you know, when you've got Robert Covington, Norman Powell, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what his game time looks like. I don't think it'll be as, mm. as great as what it was in Denver, mm. but um, time will tell. It's such a low-risk, high-reward 
trade that one, isn't it? I, yes. I would give up. I'd give up second round picks any day of the week. Most of the time, these second round picks are guys who hardly get any game time as it is. Yeah. Bones is going to contribute in some way. So I'm happy with that if I'm uh, the Clippers. Top five, do you reckon? Top five names in the league, first names, Bones? I've never heard another person called Bones in my life. So I would have to say he's up there, surely. Bones, yeah, it's such a cool name. Bones. Is it cool or is it, would you, would you say it's intimidating? I'd love to be called Bones. 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 I feel uh, like you'd have to be repping some mad tattoos to call you. Like to be called Bones. Well, Lee's got Lee fits the bill. So. Lee fits the bill. What do you reckon? Straight down to the courthouse Bones. tomorrow morning. I little so. Bones I Hancock. Bones Hancock. That's. Oh, I tell yeah. you what, it would give our Bones. our group here, our little merry band of misfits, a, a a big plus in the intimidation factor scene. I don't know what Dad would think. I can't imagine you'd be thrilled about it. Be to be honest, if you change your legal name to Bones. <laughs> Bones. That one. There you go. There's a little B ride of goodnight punishment. <laughs> um, imagine. We'll push on with the next one, lads. The Hawks receive Garrison Matthews and Bruno Fernando. The Rockets receive Justin Holiday, Frank Kaminsky, and two second-round picks. Not a lot to say here. No, we, don't, we don't talk about Bruno. Uh, the next one, the Atlanta Hawks receive Sadiq Bay. The Pistons receive James Wiseman, and the Warriors receive Kevin Knox and five second-round picks. Lads, what the hell? This is two mentions of Kevin Knox in the same shot. Oh, no. This is this absurdity. Is, I knew it was coming. It's absurd. We should have hit the over. And on I Kevin love Knox it. mentions coming into the show as it won. Long odds. Long odds. But yeah, look, that's a. I think James Wiseman's time at Golden State. I think he's it had expired probably a long while ago, hadn't it? Though, like yep. the fact that he was still kicking around, I think maybe a change of scenery could do him a world of good. Will it help him? So. Th- Joining a young core, Marvin Bagley will probably be the starting mm. centre. You've got some other, you know, capable big players. Jalen Duran will mm. probably play the power forward, but could play as kind of a smaller ball five. Could this rejuvenate Wiseman, do you think, or are you just do you just think he's a bust? I personally think he's a bit of a bust, to be honest. But that might what did he go second mm. overall? Mm. Like that is so disappointing. And just for that reason, seeing that he went so high, I think he's a he's a bust. Mm. I mean, I hate writing guys off this early into their career, but he he's looked far from far from capable at NBA level so far. But I like guys who you know change scenery, and I I'm it's a bit of a wait and see for mine. I want to see how he performs in the Detroit colors. I tell you what, Atlanta though, you know Trey Young, Dejounte Murray, Hunter mm-hmm. off the bench, Bogdanovich, Bay now. They've got some real runners and gunners. Mm. Like they're yeah. going to be putting up bulk three balls. Not that they weren't already, but with Sadiq Bay there as well, um, I reckon he's probably going to come off like he's just going to have a green light to shoot. Um, and mm. we've seen, you know, he's it was a one-off, but he, he's dropped a 50-point yeah, game 50 before. Ball. He had that 50-ball. Mm, we know what he can do. Um, I think a good pick up for the Hawks there, Kevin Knox. I think the Warriors getting five second-round picks is quite a handy return for mm. Wiseman. Yeah. Um, but you've given he, he does look like bus material. So, yeah, very good move for all involved, I think. Agree. Uh, moving ahead, the Lakers receive Muhammad Bamba, Big Mo Bamba, and the Magic receive Pat Bev. <laughs> so, again, oh, we can speak oh, to this. Pat, honestly. We can speak to this one a little bit. We'll touch on it shortly with the, the Russ D'Angelo trade. Um, Pat Bev, the guy's all heart and soul, isn't he? He was so keen, He just he? can't. Be heart and soul somewhere for too long, you know. He knows it's a business, though, I think, at the end of the day. He's been dealt plenty of times in the past, but, yeah, it still hurts. Do you think he could have a, a, you know, because this Magic team, it it is really young, apart from outside of, you know, Gary Harris, um, you know, even Jonathan Isaac still probably Mm. constitutes being young. Can he bring some veteran leadership and really kind of galvanise this young, tidy core of players they've got, do you think? Yeah, I think he can definitely bring some grunt, and he's been around Bit the league. Pig. Yeah, yeah, he's such a pig, isn't he? Like mm. in a, in a good way sometimes. Though. Yeah. Like he gets you up and going, and he he makes the other guys want to win. And for a team like Orlando Magic, that's exactly what they need. They need guys who know, sort of like or have at least the passion to win. Yeah. And Pat Bev certainly has that in absolute spades. So yeah, I don't mind him going to the to the Magic. In saying that. Pat Bev seems to be a guy who's just dished at any opportunity. He's such a, we were talking before the podcast, he's such a handy trade piece because mm. even though he's not a star by any means, he's still got enough value in the league to provide something to another team. So um, 
What do you reckon of this Not analogy sure. then, Lee? Do you reckon it's a bit of an op shop player? You go to the op shop, you buy something normally pretty cheap. It's normally, you know, decent quality, but it's not something that's probably going to be in your wardrobe for a real long time, is it? You know, Why you not? might get it for a festival. A little, Lee loves uh, the op shop. Well, that's true. I, I, I was about to say, as soon as I started asking it, I was like, this isn't tailored to the right person. <laughs> but you kind of get get what I'm saying. Like, it's not, he's someone you kind of get on a rent. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he bounces from place to place. It does surprise me. I like the it? effort behind the analogy. Yeah. Let's put it that way. It surprises me. I've got better ones. Don't worry. Yeah, I've got sure better ones. Does. It does surprise me that he does get bounced around so much. I know he is a handy asset um, to trade, but you buy, you you uh, get him on your team for the dog in him defensively the and the culture. Yeah. And they, no one gives him enough time, maybe the Clippers did, to really you know, settle in. So I hope mm. I hope Orlando does. Well, let's push on. We've still got quite a few to go, lads. The oh, Rockets yes. receive Danny Green. The Clippers receive Eric Gordon. Three second-round picks and rights to pick swap with the Clippers. And the Grizzlies, the third team involved there, receive the Nard Dog, Luke Kennard. <laughs> uh, Eric Gordon finally gets his move. It's been a long time coming. Oh, heading to the Clippers. Overdue. Jeez. Very, very overdue. Danny Green heads out there to the Rockets. Um we won't touch on this nah. too much just purely for the fact of time. time. Mm-hmm. Um, just for you guys out there, next week we're probably going to speak more through some of the implications for these teams, uh, the mm. benefits we think, you know, whether to increase their playing, playoff chances, playoff chances, title chances, uh, things like that. So we are glossing over quite a bit here, but just purely because, holy shit, there's been a lot going mm. on. There's only 24 hours in the day. Oh, goddamn. Uh, the Pelicans receive Josh Rich- Richardson. The Spurs receive Devonte, friend of the show. Mm, maybe the show, maybe change of scenery will help. Uh, we'll see. Help help him become a friend of the show again. Devonte yeah. Graham and four second round picks. Now again, won't touch on this too much, but that's crazy. It's it's Josh Richardson, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Four second round picks, Devonte yeah. Graham in a world, and it's like it's it's not absurd to say that Devonte Graham may be a bit more, bit better than Josh Richardson. So I don't know. If, where they where they're getting these picks from? When he's friend of the show, he's a bit better. Yeah. When he's a foe of the show, he's much much worse. I mean, Josh Richardson isn't anything to raise your eyebrows at. I think he could do a job out there. Give a give a bit of grit to the Pelicans. Um, but four second round picks that feels like big big overs. Yeah, it does. Big it feels like we're talking about a different Josh Richardson than the one I've been watching yeah. over my <laughs> last few years. And again, just speaks again to what I was saying. Okay, see, the Jazz, the Spurs, building those asset chests. Mm, so yeah. war chest at the moment. It is huge. I love it. Uh, the next move, the Warriors receive Gary Payton. The Blazers receive five future second-round picks. Now, mm. that just comes back to the, the trade involving Sadiq Bay. Some of the some of the picks the Warriors got there mm-hmm. for James Wiseman uh, since being offloaded to the Blazers. Warriors getting Gary Payton back. Yeah, they must Happy. have liked him. I, he, he, I thought he did really well. In, so I know nice. you spoke to Roy before. He, uh, you think a really good reacquisition there? I think so. And I don't think, to be honest with you, I don't think they really wanted to let him go in the first place. And I, I, Sometimes if you really love someone, you've got to let them go. You've got to let them go and they'll come back naturally. And he's come back, hasn't he? A GP3? GP2. GP2. Oh, shit. The glove. Off. The glove, the glove junior. But glove yeah, junior. I actually like this. Yeah. Um, glad to see the the reunion. There you go. So am I. I think a good return there. He struggled a little bit with injuries this season. So the Blaze is getting mm. a, a few second round picks there, five of them to be exact. Not a bad return. Get the tissues out for Lee for this next one. The Clippers receive the Plum Dog Millionaire, Mason Plumley, <laughs> and the Hornets receive Reggie Jackson and a 2028 second round pick. Lee. Who is your centre going to be now? Because you've got Jack Diddley. Who, who is it going to be? Like, yeah, I hope. Actually, Richards? I'm not. I'm oh. not. I'm not overly <laughs> mad. I mean, they're not playing a win, so what are they? Playing no, they for? are not. <laughs> what are they playing for? Like they're probably playing to lose to get Wemby. Wemby oh. states, but I, I don't hate it as much as I love Plum. Maybe they're committing to the restructure or or the, just the, committing to the Wemby stakes. But who? Mark Williams and Richards probably. Now I, I say this because. Even like this this upcoming draft class, there is quite a bit of talent. Probably the top five, top six are mm. really, really talented. Quality. We're calling it the Wemby Stakes, and essentially every everybody wants Wembenyama. How flat would you feel just tanking out and out, just you know, getting rid of Plumley, getting rid of everyone, scorched <laughs> earth policy, some of these teams, 
only one team's going to get him. Yep. Mm. Like, yep. I know there's Scoot and, as I said, other quality players, but you'd be flat not to get him, wouldn't you? You'd be extremely flat. How about MJ at the five? Oh. Would he pull the jersey on once more to play Mate. some minutes at the five? He could put a shift in still and be the best player on that team. No worries. Yeah. What is he? He'd be 50... He's almost 60, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Probably, yeah, he would yeah. be too. Yeah. Hey, no worries. Get him in there. Um, <laughs> at this point, get him in. You've got to get him in. Be tempted. Let's move ahead. The final one before we get into the juicy stuff that you guys have all been waiting for. This is how we kind of can't how we beat the algorithm. Yes. We save the best ones till last. So you guys have got to stay, stay the course. Just a bit of foreplay. Unless you simply skipped forward. Then. Yep. Then that's kind of null and void. But uh the Suns receive Darius Baisley, the Thunder receive Dario Sarge and a second round pick. Again, another pick builds that chest. Um, after losing Mike Muscala, Dario Sarge plays a pretty similar role. Very Kind of like-for-like player there. Mm. Slightly smaller, though. Can shoot the three ball. Um, I think works out pretty well. You know, they're not in a win-now phase. Don't really need Baisley. Another asset there. So, well done, again, for all parties involved, I think. Yep, I'm with you. All right, Lee, what have you got? Let's let's get to the big stuff. What's your big trade? Oh, KD has been traded to the Nets. Has he? Unbelievable scene. Wouldn't have ever known. The league landscape has been shifted well and truly once again. KD and TJ Warren, who's a good piece, has been, uh, they're heading to the Knicks in uh, <laughs> Beg your pardon? I'm not. <laughs> they're heading to Phoenix in exchange for Macau Bridges, Cam Johnson, uh, and then Jay Crowder, who got traded, along yeah. with four first-round picks and a 2028 pick swap. Wow. Now, what can you honestly say about this trade? This, this, this is crazy. NBA. It's game breaking. It's a game breaking trade, isn't it? I've, like, I've said countless times. Why did the Suns sit on their picks when they made the finals and lost? They sit on. They sat on their picks. They didn't do anything. They should have been aggressive. They weren't. And I understand why they weren't now because they're waiting for KD. Crazy. They didn't have to give up CP3. They didn't have to give up. Uh, DeAndre Ayton had to give up Macau Bridges. That's that's the one that hurts the most. And for KD, you'll take it on the chin. Oh yeah. But um, essentially, given that Jay Crowder didn't play, it was Macau Bridges, Cam Johnson, the picks mm. for Kevin Durant and TJ Warren. Yeah, that's a good result, isn't it? You're doing it that every day of the week. That is a win. And I I said the other week that their window that felt like is maybe closed. Yep. Closing, maybe closed. It probably too. was closed. This just bloody kicks down the door, says, here I am, let's get some. Well, let's go over yep. the issues it solves for the Suns. So yep. I'll start. CP3 doesn't even need to look at the basket anymore. No. He can focus solely on bowl handling and yep. uh, facilitating. Yep. D-Book gives him some space. I, I, I don't even know if I've seen D-Book work off bowl, to be honest, just I was because. I say, will he, he'll play probably a lot more off bowl now. Do you yeah. think that'll help him? Um, I think it'll be an adjustment, but I think uh, in the long run it will help him and the, and the uh, Suns in general. Yep. Um, what's it do for Aiden? I don't know. Does it do anything? Or... Uh, gives, gives him just not have to, not as big an offensive no. Workload now. Yeah. Um, lets him able to just guard the paint, get his buckets inside when he can. But um well, yeah, that's I the think main it takes thing. a bit of the pressure off him as well, to be fair. That's the main thing for D Book. There was so much pressure on him. Every time he got the bowl, he'd get double team because yep. he was really the only true scoring threat. And now they've got probably the the big, biggest scoring threat in the league in KD there too. Is um, this the year, do you think? And so what have we got? We've got 25 to th- – well, KD's still coming back from injury. When he comes back, maybe 20 to 25 games. Yeah. Book, um, books just come back as well. Is this the year, do you think, that they're right there in the forefront or is it next year everyone fit, healthy, they've got a whole season to kind of mesh together? Mm-hmm. Is there not a – do you think there's enough time this season to get it all together? Yes, yes. Well, I mean, that's what they're going for. They didn't get KD – to look into next year. They got KD to win now, whether they will or not. I mean, on paper, on paper, they're up there with on the Bucks. On paper, it's broken. Mm. Yeah, on paper, mm. they're oh. up there with the uh, Bucks and Boston, in my opinion. Um, I think injury, KD will be coming back from injury. Devin Booker just has. So, I mean, it's not going to be seamless fitting someone like KD into this roster. Um, but I, I hope they... Uh, 
I hope they can all stay healthy. I think that's the main thing. What do you think, Rowan, this one? Where do you weigh in? Do you think there's enough time? Do you think, and again, as I said, we'll speak to this probably all a little bit more so next week um, because of time constraints, but do you think there's enough time this year? I think there is. I honestly think there is, and I think it's going to come down to KD's health and Health is wealth. That if you put if you insert a healthy KD into this lineup come the end of the year, I put them as in contention with anyone else in the West. But yep. wouldn't have you done that when they had Harden, KD, and Kyrie? Like I know I did, but that's well, why I'm saying on paper it looks amazing. Here you go. Fun fact, or not fun fact, a little bit of trivia for you guys. <clears throat> Just slightly digressing, but Harden, Kyrie, KD, how many games did they all play together? Oh, I think I saw this. Um, I over and it was over the course of a couple of years, wasn't it? Yep. What do you reckon, Lee? I'll say sixteen. I I thought it was. Mm, I thought it was a bit higher than that. I thought it might have been twenty-seven. I don't know. Ding 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 ding. Sixteen. Really? Games. Sixteen. Oh, that was a good guess. Wow. Was, that was a good he guess. pulled that out of his backside. <laughs> Either you saw it and you're I did playing not, it real cool. No, that's a good guess. I did not see that. No. Well done, Lee. Very sixteen. Fair play. Sixteen games. If that's you're a, unbelievable. If isn't you're it? a Brooklyn fan, you know all the hope that this this iteration held, it just went poof. Up yep. and smoke. And and so yeah. much hope, so little deliverance. It's funny because they're now, I guess, just transitioning a little bit to the net side of things. They've gone back to that version they were before they got that that big three. You know, Dimwitty, Dimwitty making his return. Mm. All these <laughs> kind of grit and grind players who, yep. you know, there's no real big name players. And I'm not counting Ben Simmons, Simmons no. as a big name player. Came off the bench today. Mm. Cam Thomas, you could make case was a big CT. name player at the minute. Yeah, but um, they're kind of that that version where it's just a team mentality. Play really hard ball. Play for one another. Um, there's no star. It's, it's going to be fun. For it's going to be fun. But if you're a Nets fan, you've got to feel let down by the way that this last couple of seasons has gone. With yeah. all that it promised, with all hope that was kind of forced onto them. Very disappointing. How couldn't you be let down? It should have worked. It should have worked, and it simply didn't. 16 games mm. together. That's crazy, isn't it? Yep, yep. That's just crazy. Over, like, three years. I, and to be, two years, mm, maybe. I don't know. To be honest, like, Lee was we were talking about before, like, the difference between the James Harden, KD, and Kyrie in comparison to CB3, Booker, and, and KD now. I think I can understand where Lee's coming from, but I think also the different type of accompanying players like yeah. you look at Kyrie and James Harden on that team alongside KD both very ball dominant mm. and both ISO players as well yeah you look at this team now you've got Booker who's just an out out scorer really he and you've got CP3 who as Lee was saying doesn't even need to put the ball in the bucket really he could probably average 15 assists if he wanted to and not even have to look up at it having so, all those options in, down the down the stretch in clutch time though like CP3 will get you a bucket no he'll get, he'll get it if he needs to KD but, will get you a bucket yes Booker will yep. get you a bucket options and Plenty. i guess just on that do you feel a lot more faith in Monty Williams being able to kind of yeah you know, get mm. this group together as opposed to a first-time head coach in Steve Nash. I was thinking like, that, this. That's this, a big lot. That's a lot of ego, a lot of talent yeah. to try and kind of harness. I was yeah. thinking this. If someone can um, control these egos, and that's not that many egos. KD has a big ego. Um, it's Monty Williams, I think. Yeah. Mm. Um, so it's a mediator. CP3 has uh, his ring chance at the back. Do you think? Do you think Monty Williams could kind of? Uh, Keep our little group together. I kind of quash the egos. Whose egos are we talking yeah. about? You're the only one with an ego. Oh, Nick. Gee, you I called yourself out. I walked into it, but um, you're exactly right though on the CP3 point. Like as I said, it looked like his door was shutting pretty quickly. Yeah. But this, um, this is huge. This is huge for him. It's huge for Phoenix. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hell of a ride to see how it all plays out. Like yeah. this is. Is it worth talking about what we're scared for, like the concerns? Obviously, the glaringly obvious ones is their depth and their defense, right? Uh, the, the depth will be a bit of a concern. I think they've probably got enough there to get Come by. playoffs. Mm. Um, yeah, when the playoffs come and the rotation shortens to eight players, I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Um, you know, KD, Book especially, being in that younger phase, going to give you 40, yeah. 40 minutes, no mm-hmm. worries. So... Uh, the only concern would be health. 
CP3 getting older. KD's had had a history of injuries. Booker just coming back. Aiton's missed time here and there. TJ Warren extended time off. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's the big concern. The main ones. Defense. Uh, a little bit. I think losing Bridges certainly hurts. Cam Johnson put a shift on the defensive end. I think KD can give you enough. He's not known as a defender. He's yeah. an offensive just weapon. Mm-hmm. But I think but good luck his, getting his, guy. his size and length, mm-hmm. I yeah. think, could be enough. Um, and TJ Warren's a little piglet as well. So uh, yep. I think they'll be okay. Ro, did you have any? No, no. I, I'm I'm really excited to see how it plays out. But yeah, I'm with you. I think the main concern for me will be this will this will be a, a worth it trade for Phoenix if KD can stay healthy. If he's in for five games and out for ten, then it's a bit of a waste of time in my opinion. But yeah, hopefully he can stay out there. Well, as I said, we'll be sure to speak about all this more next week. Uh, let's push on though with the other big trade involving the Brooklyn Nets. Ro, Mr. Kyrie Irving is heading out west to Dallas. Kyrie's on his way out, and he's already gone, and yeah, he's, he's already gone. started. Yeah, he's <laughs> this yeah, this seems this seems almost old news, but yeah, it does. The trade was Dallas receiving Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris. The Mark Brooklyn Keith. Nets receiving Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, a 2027 first round pick, 2029 first round pick, which is unprotected. And another 2029 second round pick. Now, this, in my opinion, this trade could honestly make or break the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, I know there's a lot of Dallas Mavericks fans out there at the moment who would be a bit conflicted, I think, with this trade because if it pays off, then this could mean a deep championship run for the Dallas Mavericks. If it doesn't pay off, then it could mean Kyrie gone. It could mean Luca seriously, like actively looking for other yep. teams. So, in my opinion, there's a lot of questions without answers at the moment. Some of these questions that I'll ask, we don't need an- or we don't have answers at the moment. But will Kyrie commit to the Mavericks long term? Because he could easily this off season go. Mm, I don't actually want to be here. I want to. I want to up and leave again and leave the Mavericks stranded and leave Luca yeah. Doncic stranded. Yep. Now that he's lost his running mate and Spence Dinwiddie lost Jalen Brunson over the offseason. Another one. Will Kyrie and Luca actually work? They're two guys who I'm very interested to see both on the court at the same time. Both are very ball-dominant players and for good reason because you love the ball in their hands. But it's always interesting. We saw with the Brooklyn Nets with Kyrie Irving and James Harden. Yes, from a box score perspective, it was like attractive to look at, like they were putting yeah. big numbers up, but was it translating into wins? Exactly. Not very, not very often. Yep. Um, will Kyrie actually be a relied upon teammate that he was once upon a time? Because over the last few years, he's been become a guy who has built a reputation in the league of being a guy that you don't trust and you can't rely on for him to be out there when he is out there, he's given his all and he's putting up, you know, 25, five and five, which is really handy. And sometimes get you over the line for a win like he did the other day. Yeah. But is he going to return to that type of player? Um, and I mean, to, to me, if the answer is yes to a lot of those questions or most of them, at least, I think they're making a fairly deep run this, this year. If the answer is no, then I can expect Luca to be looking out very soon. This is the one, and I'll touch on another big trade in a moment and just compare to the KD one. I think this is the one that has probably the most question marks over yeah, it. Just because, absolutely. well, I'll, I'll say it this way, I guess. It's probably got the one of the highest ceilings, but probably the lowest floors as well. Yep. There's, there's a lot of room for a lot of different results here. Um, I certainly can't wait to see how Luca and Kyrie go together. Mm-hmm. Seeing how Luca goes with such another ball dominant player, like I know Brunson and Dimwitty, they did not need the ball nearly as much. No. Uh, when you've got someone of Kyrie's capabilities, it's it's going to be a real ironing out period, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard because part of me thinks, oh, was this the right move? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think I'll know. Like I look forward to talking about this one next week when we've hopefully seen Luca and Kyrie together. I'm not sure what Luca's time frame for a return is. Um, I don't know, Lee. Where do you see this one? I think any star that would have gone to the Mavs, it would have taken a bit for all of them, and in particular Luca, to adjust. 
because yeah. Luca has played so long mm-hmm. being bowl dominant because he has to be bowl dominant. And it's um, not a destination place, is it, Dallas? Like getting a big name is is hard in any sense. No, mm-hmm. I so think the it, fact they got one. Yeah, the biggest adjustment will have to be from Luca because he's just not going to have to. It'd be as ball dominant. He's never played with a guy as ball dominant as Kyrie Irving. And I was, I was thinking to myself, like, when this trade went down and all these question marks were appearing, for so long we've been saying, geez, get Lucas some help in Dallas. He can't do it all alone. And now that he's got help. He's got like, help. Whoa. NBA fans just can't be pleased, can they? No. But I think I honestly think them letting <laughs> go of Jalen Brunson was um, – such a loss. It's this year, especially, has proved how, how big of a loss it was because he has really sparked off on the Knicks. Mm. And I have faith he would have done that if he stayed in Dallas. Um, but they traded him. I'm going to say this then, just just off the off the cuff. I think this will work. Mm. Like, I, yep. I need to Bold say it together, prediction. but I think this is going to work. Mm. I think they're going to operate really well together as a tandem. Like, um, and I think they'll stagger the minutes quite a bit. Um, you know, so there's at least at one point in time, one of them on, is on the court. Like they'll they'll start together. Mm. Kyrie will come off with a couple of minutes to go. Um, Luca will run out the first quarter. Like it'll be quite chop and change. Mm. But I think it'll work just because start and finish they'll play together. Um, but the Mavs will have one really high level capable ball handler and scorer on the court at all time, mm-hmm. which I think is huge, especially uh, with closing as well. Like with closing, it was yeah. going in Luca's hands. Maybe one in every hundred will go in Dinwiddie's, but it's it was mostly going in Luca's. Yeah, a bit of diversity there and a bit of you know for opposition something to scheme against. Okay, hundred uh, percent. How about this then? Yes, no answer. Given the fact that before I said we've got a heap of questions, not a lot of answers, I'd like to hear your initial calls. Oh. Will Kyrie commit long term? I think Dallas Kyrie Mavericks? will. I think Kyrie will commit anywhere that uh, is respectful to him. And I think the Dallas Mavericks, opposed to the Brooklyn Nets, opposed to um, the Boston Celtics. Yeah, I'm going to say yes as well. He will. I'll say yes. Okay. Yep. You've already said that Kyrie and Luke will actually work. Do you reckon they'll both actually work, Lee? I don't know. I'm getting that gut feeling, the same as when Russ went to the Lakers, where I'm like, I just, does it fit? Yep. Um, you got a gun to your head. I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll have faith in that, yeah, the respect will come and then, yeah. Good will things will happen. And the last question, will Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. Will Kyrie actually be relied upon being that teammate that he was once upon a time, Ella? Cleveland Cavaliers days where he was out there winning championships yes. for them. Because I think he comes in with a clean slate. Clean almost, slate. almost. Like, yep. you know, I, I think he will get the benefit of the doubt and given a clean slate. Mm-hmm. Um, all things looked good the other day in their win over the Clippers. Luka Doncic-less, um, yep. mind you, but I think uh, I think they'll give him um, a clean board to work with. Dallas is so – Dallas just feels so reserved too. I feel like if he got a nice quiet place somewhere, he'd be able to – Stay away from all the headlines, hopefully. Mm. Let's hope so. Lads, let's move ahead. The final trade here, um, long into the piece now. The Los Angeles Lakers received D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. The Minnesota, Minnesota Timberwolves received Mike Conley, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, a 2024 second-round pick swap, a 2025 second-round pick, and a 2026 second-round pick. Utah received Russell Westbrook, Juan Toscano-Anderson, Damian Jones, and a 2027 first-round pick from the Lakers. On this one, lads, I think the Lakers' big, big win, um, getting win-now players and only having to give up one of those kind of those prized first-round picks. Mm. Um, D'Angelo Russell gets his homecoming. Malik Beasley can cook off the bench. Vanderbilt gives a bit of size, a bit of defense. defense yep. um, big, big win there. For the Jazz, the question, will Russ stay? Will he go? In terms of their makeup, it looks as if he'll be on the way out. Time will tell where he ends up. There's been a lot of different suitors mentioned, possibly possibly the Clippers, mm-hmm. possibly the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they continue to build their assets just with what, with what they got back. They yep. got off Conley and aging Conley. Uh, they probably gave up a little bit too much in both Beasley and Vanderbilt, I think. Like what, just, isn't it? Just, like, just, a, mm. just a little bit too much. Um, but Overall, not too bad a move. Uh, but for the Wolves, I don't really know what they achieved. Like, <laughs> yeah, neither do like, I. I feel like there must have been better options on the table for Russell, even if they were looking to shop him. There must have been better options than getting, you know, an aging Conley, 
um, Alexander Walker and a few second round picks. Like I just, in terms of a team that went all in on, on Rudy Gobert, looked like they were really positioning themselves mm. for win now. I don't know what this move does for them. Well, my question is, do you like Mike Conley in that point guard spot over D'Lo? Because because if if you do, that's um that's what they were doing. I would much rather have Russell. You reckon? The, yeah. thing, the thing is, I don't know. Yeah, like it's a it's a tricky one. I think as a player, I think I would like an individual player. I would have D'Lo on that squad in particular. Given the other players around him, I'd almost rather Mike Conley. Yeah, my point. Yeah, that's. I have to weigh it up when when Cat comes back. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think. Um, I hundred percent get what you guys mm. are saying. Absolutely. Yeah, as an individual. Yep. D'Lo. Um, my only concern then is if Edwards isn't scoring the ball, who are they going to turn to as a guard to really score the ball? Because Conley's not going to be able to get you, you know, 25, 30 points. Uh, when we Russell, nearly when won the three-point contest first yeah, step. Yeah, no defense there. No defense there. Um, <laughs> like, who is but, that backup point guard? Uh, oh, that's a great Austin Rivers? Yeah, yeah, is it, it is. Yeah. Yep. Throwing so, hands. So... Anyone see that? I yeah. did. He, yeah. he wanted all the smoke, didn't he? Oh, Mo Bamba did. Um, yeah. Well, there you go. It's uh, Mo Bamba out west now as well. <laughs> but um, I, as, a, as a Lakers fan, I'm I'm really quite happy with this. Mm. Gives us better depth. Gives us win now players. The real question is going to be how quickly can we get everyone integrated into the fold? Another loss earlier today to the Bucks, So we're slipping off the pace quickly. It's got to be wind, 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 wind. The adjustment period has to be so quick, Nick. It's it got to be, be zero. So quick. Yep. Um, you know, I'm... You can't afford to adjust for a good 20 games. Uh, no, you it's, just can't. it's just not there. Mm. You can't even have five games no. at this point because no. if they fall any further off the pace, uh, the next game coming up, uh, the day after next against the Warriors, every game now, like the vast majority of games almost feel must win. Mm. There's, yeah. you know, a good... 20 to 25 games to go. We're yep. really reaching that last third of the season, last quarter almost. So uh, it's win now. And, you know, with the talent they've got, LeBron James, arguably the greatest player of all time, another yeah, top AD. 75 player in AD, to not even make the plane would be really, really disappointing. So I, I think LeBron's the type of player who over this break, like over this upcoming break and even over the next probably week or so, he's he'd be so adamant in getting the team chemistry up and running with these new acquisitions mm. that he would be organ like I, w- I would hope that he would be organizing like team dinners to get everyone acquainted with each other. You fit in the bill? Yeah. Uh I think, I think he's more than oh, comfortable. Lakers or LeBron? Who's foot in the bill? Uh I, I think the but, Lakers would would be, but, but I LeBron think LeBron could. could handle it. Yeah. LeBron could buy the Lakers if he wanted to. Well, I just saw actually something earlier today. LeBron's got a, a, a minority stake in Liverpool. Um, in the yes. English Premier League, mm. uh, his initial investment was for six million. It's oh. now worth thirty-seven, I believe. Mm. That that Goodness. same stake. So he's a he's a business mogul. He's killing it on the floor, killing it off the floor. But um, sort of similar to me with my Luca jersey. Hey, mm. absolutely, it's an investment, mate. It's not a purchase. No. It's an investment. Exactly. That's what we kept telling you after you dropped. After I forked out and forked out for big it. dollars on that. But <laughs> um, you know, as I said, we'll speak more to this next week. Did you guys have any other? You know, key points you wanted to mention about that trade? No, I don't think so. In particular, not really. I mean, from the Lakers' perspective, I look at what these guys have been able to do in the past. The guys who they've acquired, and you look at Malik Beasley. Once upon a time, not that long ago, really, he was a twenty-point per night scorer. I know he won't be required to have that role, but what that does show me is that he's capable of scoring in the right situation. So, sorry, as soon as you said that, Mike. My head just went to like fairy tales and whatever, like the opening line. Once upon a time, not a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably could have worded that a bit less no, dramatic, but, but yes. Yeah. No, you, you're right. You're right. And it's, um, you know, that, that key point you made about adjustment period, it's got to be nil. Instant. Um, a lot of, and the fact is not only off this trade, but, you know, Mo Bumba coming in, losing, mm-hmm. you know, quite a few players there. Pat Bev going one, Scano Anderson, Damian Jones. There's been a lot of moving parts for the Lakers mm-hmm. and often these things don't click straight away. And it really, they're in a precarious position at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tell you what, fellas, I can't wait to break that down a whole heap more with you guys next week. There's a lot more to get through, isn't there? In terms of analysis. Analysis. As I said, guys, a pretty uh, quick episode just covering all the trades, not a quick episode in 
the normal sense, but a quick episode glossing over how many trades there were. Uh, yep. You know, as I said, for us as basketball fans, it has felt like Christmas this week. The news has been coming nonstop. We've loved it as content creators. It's a fantastic time for us. Um, we hope you guys have enjoyed it as much as we have. We'll be back next week. We'll be dropping, you know, all of our deeper analysis about the implications for these teams um, who have made big trades, whether it helps them, whether it hinders them. Uh, certainly looking forward to that, guys. Certainly enjoyed having the band back together. It's been nice, isn't it? You enjoyed being back, Lee? I have. Good man, good man. <laughs> guys, the basketball content does not stop. I will be back on Monday night uh, breaking down all the latest news from the NBL, the playing games, um, the start of the playoffs, the, the New Zealand Breakers hosting the Jack Jumpers in game one of the semifinals. Certainly looking forward to that one. There's going to be a whole heap to get through, so I hope you can join me for that one. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to the show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Whether you watch it on YouTube, subscribe, ring that little bell so as to never miss another episode and uh, good things will happen. Guys, until next week, can't wait to talk to you soon. 